You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. So as you all probably have noticed, this has been a while since we've been able to do a podcast. And you can probably tell by the sound of my voice that you could, I mean, I guess you can probably guess why. Uh, I was pretty sick this earlier this week, and my voice was completely gone. Got the laryngitis, which uh, really sucked because I really wanted to talk about that Arkansas-Tennessee game so badly, and that series in general. But uh, I'm on the road to recovery. I feel like by this weekend, it should be all cleared up and gone, but you can still hear some remnants of it. But uh, it sucked, man. In fact, I'd rather have COVID again than deal with that, uh, not being able to use my voice. But um, So I apologize about not being able to put up any podcast or not being able to, to do uh, any of that stuff. And uh, Sorry to keep you all out of, the, out of the loop on all of that, too. But I'm back. Uh, I'll be taking vacation next week, too. Uh, we also have the SEC tournament down in Hoover. So got a lot going on. But either way, I apologize about the delay. And apologize about the voice and apologize uh, for uh, everything that's been going on. But anyways, back better than ever. Arkansas, Florida starting tonight. Big series. Uh, is it the final regular season series for Arkansas? And we're going to talk more about it as we go to the phone lines. Welcome in Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com to give us more of the Florida perspective. Andrew, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Looking forward to this matchup. It should be a, a fun one, I think. You know, at the beginning of the year, we kind of all had this one circled as a, you know, a big one at the end of the year. And, I, you know, I know from the Florida side of things, you know, and I thought it might determine who is that number one or number two uh, overall seed. And, you know, now it looks like it's going to determine the uh, the SEC standing. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge matchup. And uh, obviously, there's been a lot of those in SEC play, and I'm sure it's been the same for Florida. But uh, just looking at it from the Florida perspective as so far the regular season and how it's gone, uh, you know, how has it gone? I mean, because Dave Van Horn saying this is the most talented team in the SEC is pretty bold words because there's a lot of talent uh, in this conference. But just how has the season gone for, for the Gators, and are the fans pretty pleased as far as the results so far? I mean, it was tough. I mean, you know, the expectations coming into this year was just unreal. I mean, you had the, the 19-0 and start last year. You, you brought everyone back for the most part. Um, and, and it was just unrealistic expectations. I mean, is the talent there for Florida? Yes. I mean, we all know how it is. You can go – you can be 10-0, and 0, and in that thing about to be 5-5, five and five, just put a, you know, a swing in a mess here, an error here and there. So it takes a lot of luck to do what they did last year. And so it was a lot of expectations. And, I mean, teams were calling them, you know, one of the most talented teams ever coming in. Everyone had them as the number one overall season. And, you know, they just haven't been able to live up to that quite that, that uh, you know, resume. But, I mean, they're still, if you look at it, a lot of people have them as a, a top eight overall seed. And they're in contention there. I mean, it looks like they'll probably finish second in the SEC East uh, unless something wild happens. And, I mean, at the end of the day, does it really matter what you do in the SEC as long as you get to uh, Omaha in a couple of weeks and do well in Omaha? This team's starting to peak at the right time. I mean, Jeff Sadie is now tied for the lead in home runs uh, overall in the country and, and in the SEC. He started out really slow. I think the expectations – 
for him of, you know, potentially being a top five draft pick kind of got on him a little bit. He had a very high K rate. And then you look at it, Tommy Mace and Jack Left, which was supposed to be two of your better pitchers in the league, and they just haven't lived up to expectations. I mean, Left, which is now in the bullpen. So I'm sure the expectations for Florida are the same year in and year out because they do kind of replenish the, ten- the talent the same way that Arkansas does. But did they lose a lot of talent off last year's team? Was that a difference from last year to this year? No, I mean, you, you, you lost. You didn't lose anyone. I mean, you, you, you're bringing back everyone. Uh, you, you pretty much had, you know, your whole starting nine. I mean, you added some freshmen as well into the mix. Uh, but you brought everyone back. And, uh, again, it just you had a lot of things break your way last year, and things just didn't break your way this year. Uh, I, again, Mason Leftwich were two of the guys that were really, really looking forward to, you know, having your Friday, Saturday. You didn't think you were going to have an issue. You didn't think you were going to have to mix it up at all. And, and now you're going into, you know, a, a week where they're changing their rotation again. It's now Tommy Mace is going to be starting on Friday after he started on Saturday for a while. So, again, I don't think it's a talent standpoint at all. I think it was, it was just a little bit of expectations. But, you know, this team sometimes comes out and plays with a ton of energy, and sometimes they just kind of go out there and hope that, their talent alone is going to get them, get them through. And we all know that's not baseball. Baseball just doesn't happen like that. Well, obviously, there's a lot of teams in the SEC that have strong pitching, strong hitting, strong defense, whatever it is. And uh, we know a lot about Arkansas, and it seems like they have some positives in each aspect. But as far as Florida this year, what would you say is their biggest strength and what has been uh, the reason for such high success this year? Yeah, I mean, at times uh, they've been able to string a lot of hits together. Uh, they're one of the top five in the in the SEC in batting average. And, and, you know, a lot of the times when they're doing well, they're able to keep the line moving. They're able to keep those big innings alive and, and, and not strike out. I mean, I know that's kind of the, the saying around baseball nowadays. I mean, you turn on a Major League Baseball game, it seems like every game there's 12 to 15 strikeouts a game. I mean, there's already been six no-hitters. And so, you know, that the strikeout rate there is, and that kind of goes for Florida as well. When Florida doesn't strike out and they put the ball in play, they're doing really well. And they're starting pitching. I mean, that's kind of the game overall. But when Nace and, and Barco and Alamon have good starts and they're not able to – they're not having to go through the entire bullpen, you know, three days in a row, that's when this team has success. But when Mace has a bad day, uh, day on Friday and then they have to run through their bullpen and then Sunday they have to run through their bullpen, they get in trouble. So it's normal for teams to perform better at home then on the road, but it seems that Florida has had more struggles on the road. What's been some of those issues that have hampered them on the road this year? Well, I think a lot of it's been, you know, early on in series and having some of those pitching problems uh, early in the season, and, and now they're able to kind of have some, some success with pitching, and, and that's been able to help them a little bit more. Uh, but early on, it just seemed like whatever it was, they just were not able to pitch on the road. I don't know what that is. I mean, obviously the new ballpark in Florida is a little bigger, and they're able to have a little bit more space for mistakes. But it was just it seemed very weird. They could not pitch on the road earlier in the year. You look at that South Carolina series, and that was one of the worst pitching weekends I've ever seen under Kevin O'Sullivan. We'll continue our discussion with Andrew Spivey here in just a segment. First, folks, i got to tell you about rockauto.com. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to stock 
all the parts you need at a traditional storefront, but luckily rockauto.com has you covered. It's a family business, been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and the best part of all is that the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, and that one actually happened so long ago, so it seems like this team has, has really come about and started getting it going. But uh, as far as the tonight's matchup, you, you mentioned that Mace is going to be pitching for Florida and you got Wicklander going for Arkansas. Is it one of those things that if Florida's going to win the series, they got to come out and win game one? Is it kind of that team because they don't have a lot in their bullpen for game three or whatnot? Or is it something to where, hey, if, even if Arkansas wins tonight, it's still a, a series that's long from over? Uh, it, it, I say this, it's going to be tough to win the series if you don't win tonight. I mean, Alomar on Sundays struggled a lot lately. Um, you know, Barco's done well on Saturday, but you really need a good start out of, out of uh, Mace. And, and Tommy Mace is a guy that can come out there and, you know, he can talk a complete game and, and look like a, a magician and then he can come out there and throw three innings and get lit up. But if Florida's going to win this series, they, they need a good start from him tonight. Uh, not only just to get off on a good note in the series, but also to save that bullpen. Uh, that bullpen has been used a lot. And if, and if this bullpen can be saved for Saturday and Sunday and, and not have to run those guys out there, you look at an opportunity to maybe get Friday, or Thursday, Friday, excuse me, I'm sorry, just saying Friday, Saturday, you're able to get that Thursday, Friday, and then you have your entire bullpen for Sunday. How do you feel about Florida and the way they stack up in the SEC as a whole and then going into the SEC tournament after this series to end the season? You said you don't feel good about the series, but looking ahead to the SEC tournament, what do you think about Florida's chances? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the longevity of, of the SEC tournament in general uh, is going to be a little question. And just because you, you're really you're running out three starters and that's kind of it, uh, you, you would love if a guy like Leftwich could come out and, and, and be a starter again and pitch, but he just hasn't shown. I mean, his kind of mentality is, is now bullpen only, and so you really only have three. You know, you can use four, and Garrett Mitchell has pitched a little bit in midweek games. It just hasn't looked good. You know, the tournament overall, I just think is, is longevity for starters, and you need a lot of starters. And I think it's going to be tough. But you know, Kevin O'Sullivan has arms. I mean, there's no doubt. There's a lot of arms down there that can pitch. Just it's going to be very interesting to see just kind of how he, you know, adjusts and, and juggles that starting rotation. You know, something we were discussing, too, which uh, I know that Florida, they have won the SEC tournament before, but Arkansas has not. And we were discussing it today as far as, you know, what would fans rather have win this series against Florida or win the SEC tournament? And overwhelmingly, people have said win the series against Florida. What are your thoughts on the SEC tournament, especially for a team like Florida this year where they're not going to be the number one overall seed, more than likely, but they're still going to host a regional. They're going to be a national seed. Like, does the SEC tournament mean anything to the fans there if they win it? Not really. I mean, obviously they don't want to go to who's going to you know, be knocked out very early. But, no, I mean, hey, fans have started to understand, and I'm sure that's how you guys are uh, in Fayetteville, and that is do you really want to use all your bullets in the SEC tournament? Do you really want to go into a regional 
you know, with all of your arms dead tired, all of your arms, you know, just blown. Uh, when you have a regional that, you know, you may need all the arms. So, no, fans don't really care so much about the SEC tournament, more so as just showing showing well early on and not going one and done in the tournament and, and, and to continue hitting their strides. And a lot, of, a lot of fans are understanding this team is hitting their strides right now. Andrew, you talk a lot about the starting pitching and not necessarily always being up to par. What's the bullpen situation like? Yeah, Christian Scott's looked really, really good for this team so far this year uh, coming in. And, you know, he was kind of going to be there, there per se. Closer, Kevin O'Sullivan always says he doesn't like to have the, the word closer to anybody. He likes to just use the, the best matchup there. And I, and I get it. Uh, but, again, Jack Leftwich is a guy who's coming in and, you know, was supposed to be a starter and is now – uh, pitching more in the bullpen, and he's got a lot of run lately, and, um, and has seven wins on the year out of the bullpen, and he's looked good. And he's really adjusted to that role of kind of being a, you know, I call it a long, a long guy in the bullpen, but he's only going two or three innings, and he's able to go multiple times a weekend. So it's uh, it's definitely a, a interesting dynamic to have a guy with his experience, and definitely the the moment's not going to get to him. He's pitching some big moments, so it's good to see him and Christian Scott. Those are kind of been the two guys in the pen that I would say have been kind of locked down for this team overall. You know, I, I, this is kind of off the wall, but I, I'm curious about it because Arkansas has played a lot of good SEC teams this year, and I know Florida has as well. They played Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, they've, they've played Tennessee and uh, a few others as well. But from the teams that you've seen Florida play, who has impressed you the most? Who has looked the best as far as uh, the SEC teams and that Florida has faced? I mean, obviously, it's it's tough not to say Vandy. I mean, Rocker and Lighter are going to be, you know, long, long time in the in the major leagues as pitchers. Uh, so it's tough not to say them. But I think Tennessee. I mean, what Tennessee's been able to do, and you know, I, I know they're kind of struggling a little bit lately. But what they've been able to do this year, it's it's impressive to me. I've been very impressed with the way they battled back. And even in you guys' series, they battled all series, and um, they they battled in the Florida series, they battled in the Vandy series. So I think they're going to be a tough out. Just because they battle. Arkansas brings in Kevin Copps to uh, kind of get everything going if, if the starting pitching is not necessarily going. From the Florida standpoint, who are some of the hitters that could possibly challenge these Arkansas pitchers? Yeah, I mean, you got to start with Judd Fabian. I mean, that's, that's the guy, you know, he was early on a, a top five pick projected in the draft. And, you know, the strikeouts have been there for sure, but now leading uh, are tied for the SEC. And the country lead uh, with home runs with 20. Uh, he's a guy, definitely. Uh, you got Kendrick Callia, who's, who's had a really good year mostly. Uh, and, and you just can kind of go through the list a little bit. I mean, again, Josh Rivera's had a really good series or a really good season with just hitting the ball and making contact there. That's probably your best contact hitter uh, for this team. You got to start with Jacob Young as well. He's the leadoff guy who had the three year uh, hitting streak, yeah, expanded over three years. One of the wildest things you've ever seen. I mean, I. I, I Three years, uh, expanded over three years. This is crazy, but that's what COVID causes. So, uh, th- those four, uh, you know, really young and Rivera, your two guys that can just kind of get things going as far as putting the ball in play. And, and then again, Judge Fabian's kind of your power hitter. We'll continue our discussion with Andrew Spivey in just a second. But, folks, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the uh, all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA action. 
before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, contest information. Just don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get back into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device today for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. I kind of want to switch gears with you, Andrew, before I let you get out of here, man, because I always want to talk about football anytime we have somebody on. Florida had a good season last year. How's next season looking for the Gators? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be Dan Mullen's test finally, and you know, and I say finally because this is going to be his roster, and you're going to be able to see what Dan Mullen wants to do for for Florida, and, and you know, you have Emory Jones is going to be the guy. I mean, what's what's that going to look like? You know, we all know he's a running quarterback more, doesn't pass the ball very well. Uh, you know, how's the offense going to be adjusted to that? Offensive line's not looked very good in the spring, can't really block the middle as far as inside guards and center. Uh, how will that look? It, it's going to be a big question. And then Todd Grantham, I mean, everyone wanting fired, it's his time to kind of fix the defense. So as far as Emory Jones being more of a running quarterback in Florida, they, they made an effort to get him some work over the past couple of years just to kind of get a feel for the game and get him in some game situations. Will they do the same, you think, in, with the next quarterback and maybe bring an, another quarterback in for more passing-type situations? Yeah, I mean, Anthony Richardson's that next guy. Um, a lot like Emory Jones, but a, a little bit better passer, a bigger guy, 6'4 guy. Um, and, you know, uh, he really had a really good bowl game. And, you know, when, when Kyle Trask came out of the game early in the Cotton Bowl and, and Emory was struggling, they brought in Anthony Richardson. In. It's going to be a question. I mean, you know, if Emory struggles throwing the ball, how long before Anthony Richardson gets his shot? Because he's shown in that Cotton Bowl and, and really through spring practice that he's, he's really developed his passing game as being a throwing quarterback. So how, how long the lease will be with Emory Jones will be interesting for sure. Uh, and then, you know, how they get him into the mix will also kind of be interesting. Yeah, so because as far as, like, what the SEC East is stacking up next year, I mean, what are the chances for to repeats as SEC East champions, or is it going to be Georgia? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I think it's Georgia. I mean, Georgia has JT Daniels and a lot of their returning guys back. And, and I, I do. I think I think it'll be it'll be Georgia. Uh, you know, obviously, I mean, if things break the way for Florida and, and Emory's able to throw throw the ball and, and do things, and the defense is able to improve and get back to where they were, uh, you know, you you like that Florida has some experienced playmakers coming back around him. It just all depends. You know, I always say that middle of the field. Is, that front seven on defense and then the front five for Ford on the offense, how they perform will really show just how far Ford is able to go. If the offensive line can block and Emory's able to run the ball a little bit more and that sets the passing game up, this offense can go well. Is it as simple as it comes down to the game Florida versus Georgia and who will be able to control it? Or do you see it where Georgia will be in control and then Florida will be a couple of steps behind? Uh, because – there are some early season predictions, and right now you can't put a lot of stock into that. But Florida was projected to beat Alabama, and you would think if Florida beats Alabama early in the season that they're going to go on and have a really good season. So does it just come down to that game like it, it does a lot of times with Florida and Georgia going head-to-head? Yeah, I mean, it, it very well could. I mean, 
that obviously Florida has Alabama at home for that first SEC game in September, and then they have LSU before they have Georgia. I, I think we all think LSU will be improved, and we know Alabama will be Alabama. They'll be good, and they'll test Emory Jones early on. You know, I, I think that Alabama game is a big one for Florida, and yeah, not necessarily to win that game, but to come out and show they're able to compete with Alabama and how they're going to be defensively with, you know, whether it's Bryce Young or whoever it is playing quarterback, I think that'll tell a lot. I mean, obviously Florida cannot have two losses heading into that Georgia game, but it does. It always seems every year to kind of come back to the cocktail party. I still call it that, even though they're not allowed to say it anymore. It always comes down in some way, shape, or form to that. Uh, But that Alabama game is just a huge, huge early test for Florida. Yeah, what do they call it now? Is it because it will always be the cocktail party to me? But what do they call it now? Well, they fight whether it's Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida, uh, whatever it may be. It's the cocktail party. I mean, let's <laughs> let's just call it what it is. There's there's way too much partying in Jacksonville that weekend, and uh, hopefully it'll be a hundred percent like like everything else is, and it'll be uh, it'll be able to see it. It's, it's one of the best environments to go to to see that you know. That, that tailgating scene and everything else. It's the cocktail party. I don't care what nobody says. Is it because it's offensive or like they don't want to be alcohol related? Is that the reason why they're trying to change it or trying to get rid of that? Supposedly they don't want to promote that it's an alcoholic, you know, uh, as then. But yeah. I mean, it's tailgating. I mean, come on. I mean, what happens at tailgating for most part? And, and again, I. Anybody who's taking their family there, they, they know not to take up the tailgate scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is like, doesn't most SEC stadiums sell booze in the stadiums as it is now? Like, like it's no worse than LSU. Let me just tell you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I was sitting there and I'm like, how? What is the problem here? It's like sometimes you just need some self awareness, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've all been to Baton Rouge on a Saturday, especially a night game on Saturday. And uh, yeah, there's a lot more booze being doused <laughs> uh, in uh, Baton Rouge than there is in Jacksonville. It's, it's it's the cocktail party. I don't care what anybody says. It's 940 Georgia, 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 Florida. It's the cocktail party. Yeah, we're going to keep calling it that uh, here in Arkansas, too. So don't worry. We got you back. Andrew, we appreciate you joining us, man. Have a great weekend and enjoy the series, all right? Absolutely. Look forward to it. See you guys soon. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 